Today's episode of Beyond the Rut is sponsored by Capshow, which is the ultimate AI content marketer for entrepreneurs who podcast, vlog, or live stream like yours truly. Stay tuned throughout this episode to discover more ways you can use Capshow for your content. For now, let's get straight into the episode. Stock market does not care. You can be a felon and trade the stock market, right? It is a Whoever wants to be a part of this can be a part of this. It's a no-hole-bar playground of creation and money opportunities that is so fun and exciting. And it is the number one mystery for 99.9999% of the world out there. Uh, real estate professionals I work with, athletes, celebrities, musicians, multimillionaires who've built a massive, huge fortunes in business and real estate have no clue how the stock market works. So I want to teach everyone for free. Welcome to Beyond the Rut, the podcast about helping you pursue and achieve your dreams without compromising your faith, your family, or your health. I'm your host, Jerry Dugan, and in just a moment, we're going to be joined by day trader Jeremy Newsom. Now, Jeremy helps other people just like you and I learn about investing the basics as well as some of the advanced stuff so that you can build wealth and then change the world with that wealth. Now, we're not just going to talk about that. We're going to kick it off with, how did the movie Forrest Gump inspire him to get into investing in the first place? How old was he when he made his first trade? You'll be surprised by that. We'll also talk about fatherhood, as well as how to build a millionaire mindset so you can prepare yourself to have that first million in the bank. So sit back and relax, unless somebody's throwing a bushel of apples at you. In that case, duck and weave, duck and weave. And then keep listening to us, of course. Here we go. All right. Hey, Jeremy, thank you for joining us on this show. How are things over there in the Nashville area? My man, they're going amazing. Weather's beautiful. Weather's gorgeous. <laughs> Super happy. You're cool. I'm cool. Awesome. I'm excited to do this, man. It's been man, so same fun. Here. Heck yeah. Now, I was just in Nashville a couple weeks ago for a podcast movement, and I only bring that up because um, my friends and family have heard nothing but me talk about podcast movement <laughs> since I got back. So what's one more week for them? Uh, take that, guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the the weather and the town were really beautiful. Uh, people may not know this. Uh, you may not know this, but the, the Taco Bell downtown does live music. And uh, it's, I did not know that. Yeah, the one across the street from Wild Horse Saloon. So wherever okay. that strip is, where all the music yep. country western bars are, uh, the Taco Bell does live music. So I, I was very excited to see that. And if I remember, I'll put it in the show notes for this episode because that it just blew my mind. <laughs> I was like, yes. Uh, and and the reason for that is if you've ever seen the movie Demolition Man, um, you know John Spartan is the main character, and he finds out that in the future. Um, all restaurants are Taco Bell. So like the Taco Bell restaurants oh, meant to be like awesome. this classy place. It's got a uh, pianist playing and singing songs. And <laughs> so when I saw that band playing, I was like, this is it. <laughs> this is the future. This is Demolition Man. It's happened. Like, yes. It's happened. <laughs> all restaurants have become Taco Bell. Oh man. But, <laughs> oh gosh. Uh, so. <laughs> Uh, anyway, that's not what we got on here. Uh, now you have a really cool story uh, about, you know, doing trading and investing. And the thing that got you into that was, uh, that, that famous Wall Street movie, uh, Forrest Gump. Uh, <laughs> uh, tell us how did, how did Forrest Gump of all movies inspired you to get into trading? Yeah, man. I appreciate the question. It's, it's a random one, but it's such a great film. It's my favorite movie. Oh, yeah. I haven't, I haven't met Tom Hanks yet, but one day I will. And I'm like, bro, thank you. Just a great film. And. I connected with Forrest a lot growing up because I was raised in South Georgia. Mm -hmm. 
And I grew up pretty poor financially, but very happy. I had a great childhood. Love my childhood. We just happened to be kind of financially not well off. And I was always a little bit weird anyway. So I just kind of connected to Forrest. Thought it was a cool character. And I remember vividly in the film, I was about six years old when I was watching it. It was me, my dad, and my older brother. When we were watching it, about 80% of the way through the movie, he says that they, Lieutenant Dan took his Bubba Gump money and invested it into a fruit company. Yeah. And they, and they no longer had to worry about money anymore. Well, what was crazy is I, I had never heard that phrase. We never had to worry about money anymore. I'd never heard that like ever. I was like, people can do that. What? So, wow. Cause we worry about money a lot as a family. So I would love to not do that. So I asked my dad, what's investing and what's the fruit company? Told me about Apple computers, told me about the stock market, how it works. And I just begged him. I was like, we got to do this. We got to buy some shares, you know, got to get in. So he told me, he's like, son, this is a movie. It's fictional. Money doesn't grow on trees. You can't, you can't just go out and just like get money and invest it. You know, that's, that's not the way this works. Yeah. And you're like, so anyway, hold my milk. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you wait and see, pops. So, uh, yeah, man, I, I literally went and just used the only resource I had, which was time. And I picked a bunch of blackberries off of random bushes and, you know, saved them up and then sold them door to door for a dollar a bag and made like 1500 bucks in the summer of 1994 selling blackberries. And, uh, true to his word, my dad matched it. We bought $3,000 of Apple in 1994. And, uh, right now they're worth around $36 million. Uh, we happened to sell them $35.9 million ago, but it was, uh, it, the, the culmination of that event and being given $12,000 as a 12 year old when we sold them, when we sold those shares, that, that changed my life. I was like, that's, this is all I want to do forever. This is it. Man, first five minutes into this conversation, the moral of the story is if you're a dad and you promise your son you're going to match dollar for dollar and that dude shows up with 1500 bucks, you need to buck up 1500 bucks and honor that because, uh, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I learned eventually he borrowed the money from my uncle. Not that oh, it's really irrelevant, wow. but it, yeah, he, yeah, he true to his word, man. He had to do it. I mean, that, that has so many more ramifications than just helping you build wealth into the future. Like, I mean, that yeah. really solidified my dad is somebody I can trust. You know, he, he made a promise, yeah. he fulfilled it. And, uh, cause you're about to become a dad. And, yep. you know, so I, I definitely had to squeeze that in there. I'm like, wow. Yeah. How cool is that? Like, you know, the, the lessons of our fathers that we can pass forward and, and go into wow. the next generation with. So I appreciate cool. you bringing that up, man. I haven't yeah. thought about that before, oh, man. Or at least directly, but that's a very, very valid point. I, I trusted my dad inexplicitly, you know, he was my hero for his entire life. And, uh, it was just an amazing, yeah, that, that was a really, really cool, uh, linkage there. Thank you. I mean, it just, it lifts you up. So, uh, not yeah. just you, I mean, other dads out there and, um, sure. you know, like my dad was that kind of guy, like, you know, if he could do it, I mean, he would promise it and he'd go and get it done. Um, but there were, there are other times where he just couldn't do it. And he was just honest. Like I, I can't pull that off, but, uh, cool. That, that, I did love that part of the story that, uh, cause I heard it on another show, um, uh, underdog. And I was like, I, I want to dig into that. Wow. Neat. So, okay. So you at six years old already had your first investment going. It's obviously paid off pretty well. Uh, and now did you go off to like college and like, go get a job like everybody else. And so what was that like um, as you got older? Yeah. The unfortunate part is well, I say unfortunate. I mean, I did. And I knew that I wanted to invest in stocks. I knew I wanted to trade. 
But I was in the mindset at the time that I think a lot of people are, is I just did not know who to ask for help. I didn't know how to ask for help. And even if I had known those two things, I don't know if I would have known the right person to ask. So it was one of those, ah, I know my dad, like my family, and that's it. Like I knew, I didn't really know anyone who was rich. I didn't know anyone who knew about the stock market. So we just kind of like did our thing. Exactly. Went to college. I worked at Nationwide Insurance. Great company, by the way. Still have tons of contacts there. And when I was working at Nationwide, I worked. To, I went to school full-time and I worked full-time. And I did get a degree. Uh, I was striving to get a finance degree at the University of Florida, Go Gators. And I graduated the business management degree because I thought financial degree would teach you the stock market, day trading, Forex, options, cryptocurrencies, covered calls, all, all the amazing things. And it didn't. What? Dude, like it. <laughs> well, oh my gosh, at all, at all. I mean, we started talking about like mortgage amortizations and coupon yield rates. And like, I was doing a bunch of accounting. I'm like, this sucks. This is not at all what I came here for. So I just switched degrees, got a business management degree, and then started studying. And one faithful day, I was at my work, Nationwide Insurance. My boss at the time, his name was Rob Gwynn, phenomenal human being. Rob sat me down for like a peer peer review, whatever they're called. And I could l- see on his screen, if you, those who are listening, if you picture the stock market in your head, whatever you are picturing, that was on his computer, right? You could, you could tell it was stock market stuff, but you weren't totally sure what it was. I was like, what is that? Is that the stock market? He was like, yeah, that's the stock market. He's like, do you want to know? Do you want to learn about this? And I was like, bro, more than anything, this is all I, please, can you tell me as much as whatever you can tell me, I'm here to learn. And he did, man. He sat me down for like 45 minutes to an hour. We're supposed to be doing a peer review. And he told me about the stock market. And I just listened on every word. And he kind of filled me in on a strategy called covered calls where you can essentially rent out your stock. Oh. Right. So just like just like you own, if let's say you own two houses, you live in one house, you rent out the other one, obviously. You can do the exact same thing with stocks. And very few people know that. And I didn't know that at the time. I thought it was the most incredible thing of all time. And he told me about the strategy. I was like, dude, then how do you how do you lose? And he he essentially said, You you don't. You don't lose if you hold it long enough and if it's a good company. And that was just mind-blowing. So I took all that information. I had a 401k at the time, opened it up. I had like nine thousand dollars in there. And I started trading silver company through my 401k. Uh, I did what's called a self-directed 401k. So I sold all my 401k holdings turned it into cash inside of my 401k into the self-directed self-trade IRA through Schwab. Uh, Schwab was the fiduciary at the time, Charles Schwab. And um, I, this is my, my research, Jerry. I went to Google and I typed in which silver stocks to buy. <laughs> <laughs> and the first one that came up, that's what I bought, dude. Like I just uh, took all my, all my money, boop, bought it. Um, I, so it was $9,000 worth. The stock was trading at like Nine dollars. So I bought a thousand shares, and uh, it went up three dollars a share. I sold it, made three thousand dollars, and my mind exploded. Man, how long did it take yeah. for it to go up that much again, dude? Like three days. Oh man, <laughs> yeah, it was nuts. It yeah. was nuts. And the crazy part is, man, three thousand dollars. Not that that's a ridiculous amount of money, but that was at the time for a twenty-year-old a pretty big amount of money. But it was also more than I made at work for yeah. a month. Yeah. And that was a problem because no one had ever told me, hey, man, you can actually make more money trading the stock market than you can at work. 
And not only did no one ever tell me that, no one ever said, you, Jeremy, can do it. Not like other people you know, who have tons of money, but you, bro, with $9,000 could make three grand in a month. Mind boggling. Yeah. And the, the crazy thing is like, like you yourself didn't go out and earn the three grand in three days. You put your money to work and it earned $3,000 and $1,000 a day. And uh, I think that's the thing that, you know, folks have a hard time wrapping their head around. Even I sometimes have a hard time wrapping my head around that. Like I know the concepts and it's like, but how do I know it'll, it's like, dude, it'll, it'll happen. Like if you do your homework right. And um, yeah. now this was like one of your early trades. So you just happen to luck out, I think, but um, totally, totally. Yeah. Um, like the system you have in place now is, is way different because uh, in, in some respects you did have to learn the hard way. I think you mentioned yep. in your other interview that you had lost like a quarter of a million dollars. So here you are, you're earning this income. Um, now I probably skipped a whole bunch of your story though, cause you're not, you're probably not working at Nash, uh, nationwide anymore, uh, for insurance. I don't think. Not anymore. Yeah. Not now, but yeah, that, that was the, so that was 20. So I was like 13 years ago. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, who's, who's smart as a 20 year old, you know, like I, so all the mistakes that you think I'm about to make, I did like from 20 to 23, I did all the stupid things you could possibly do. And I was making a lot of money. I was losing a lot of money. I was essentially borrowing money from other people and pooling it together and trading their money, which you legally shouldn't do. And most of them were friends and family, like people that knew me or liked me or whatever. And I was doing really well. There were days what, you know, days and weeks where I would make more in a day or a week than most people make in a in a lifetime or a year. Like it was just crazy, crazy insane. But I just wasn't prepared, man. I didn't know anything. I didn't. I didn't know enough. Uh, all I knew was the the math that I want to tell all of your listeners. This math changed my life forever, and it slowly came to the realization of it's all about keeping your money safe. Right? You can make as much as you want, but if you make a billion dollars and then you lose a billion dollars on Tuesday, you suck. Right? <laughs> you, you lost. You, you, you lost. You, you didn't do well. You could do that, right? That's very, very possible. So the math that I learned was if you buy a thousand shares of any company, any company on planet earth, and it goes up a dollar, you make a thousand dollars. If you place a, you know, what's called a stop loss at 50 cents, right? You, you risk $500 to make a thousand. That math was exceptional to me because number one, it's second grade math, but number two, I started finally after like years and years and years of just hemorrhaging cash. I finally understood, wait a minute, it's not about making money, it's about not losing it. Because as long as you have the money around to invest on the right on the right trade at the right time, you can do extremely well. And yes. you got to be there, you got to have the money. And if you don't have the money, it's hard. And it when the term the rich get richer, it's very true because it is a lot easier to make money when you have a lot of money than when you don't. It didn't like Warren Buffett give away his fortune to his kids and then like within years. Got it. Made yeah. it all of it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Warren Buffett's done it. Musk has given away billions. Um, Gates has given away billions. You know, the Melinda Gates Foundation. I mean, there's so many incredible, incredible opportunities of wealth transfer that's happened over the last two decades. And it's going to continue to expand. Um, one very, very popular one that many people might not know about. There's a gentleman named Vitalik Buterin. He was a creator of Ethereum. And he... Uh, gifted, I think approximately the valuation of like five billion dollars. Oh, wow. He's like he's like in his young in his early twenties, gave five billion dollars away to the India COVID Relief Foundation, um, just out of nowhere. You know, uh, it was just so it's amazing what you can do with money. It's such a great tool. 
stay with us. We'll be right back. And now let's talk about how you can use Capshow to repurpose and market your content. If you have a business like me, you can upload your cornerstone long-form content, like podcast episodes or YouTube videos, into Capshow, and it will create all your content marketing assets for you. And here's the coolest part. Capshow is more than just a robotic AI tool. It's a powerful blend of artificial and human intelligence designed by marketers to help you organically reach more of the right people on more platforms. Go to beyondtherut.com slash capshow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day trial and see for yourself. Now, back to the show. Yeah, that's uh, something I wanted to dive in a little bit deeper on was like your why wasn't just I want to make billions of dollars and live on a yacht. Like you have some noble reasons behind why you want to build wealth. Uh, can you share some of those uh, with Thanks, us? man. Dude, yeah. So here was the coolest thing ever. This was actually a realization that linked into my brain about two months ago. Uh, one of my coaches is the famous Les Brown. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've I grew up listening to him, man. And the fact that I can work with him on a one-on-one basis is is truly so remarkable. But uh, Les helps me realize one really, really important thing. So if we go back to the Forrest Gump story, um, after he says that they invested in a fruit company, no longer had to worry about money anymore, what he did after is my why. That's my calling. If you remember, Jerry, what he did right after he made that statement is he donated 50% of the proceeds to Bubba's mom. Yeah. Right. And now she left um, and, and was able to live in a mansion and have servants and have people help her rather than her be in the kitchen. She now had someone that staffed her kitchen. And then he also built a school, a hospital, and a church. And he was just pouring out. He was just doing this outpouring of love and this really growth-oriented, abundance mindset approach. It was so cool to see. And man, that was that's what inspired me as a kid. It wasn't, I don't want to worry about money anymore. It was actually, I want to help pour in the goodness of love and, and light into other human beings. And, I, and you can do that with money. If you have a lot of money, you have two choices. You can be evil with it, or you can be amazing with it, right? Dave Ramsey, who everyone here knows, Dave says that money is a tool. It can be, it's like a brick. It can either be used to break a window or build a church. You have, yeah. a, you have a choice. Like You get to pick what you want to do with it. And my, my choice I, forever has always been, I want to help people shine their light, and I want to help use money to do that. Yeah. And I think I've even heard Cliff Ravenscraft say that money, not only is it a tool, it, it in some ways is an amplifier. Like mm-hmm. the, the character you've got when you've got more money or more resources, uh, your character is what drives how you use those resources. So, uh, you know, it's almost like a gut check for some of us. Like, oh, hey, what would I do with a million dollars? And, and like truly genuinely do it, you know, with it, not, you know, the cliche answers like I would pay off my school loans or I would donate a hundred thousand to charity. It's like, what would you really like? How would you really change the world if money were no object? And then, you know, the next step is now, now go get the money to go make that. To go do happen. it. Yeah, yeah. dude. Bingo, um, man. Yeah. That is, that's it. Like that's how I design my life every week is I, I ask myself like, how can I go and make an impact on the world? Even if it's a small impact, because a lot of us, we will 
not donate the way we we want to until we hit that million dollars or two million or five million, whatever that magical number is. We're like, okay, when I get to a million dollars, boom, then I'll donate a hundred thousand to charity. Well, it's like, well, if you got a hundred thousand dollars, right, donate ten thousand. It's the same, it's the same math. It's gonna hurt the same. You might not think it will, but trust me. It will, right? Uh, when people go, oh, well, Warren Buffett was a billionaire. Like, it's easy for him to give away. I'm like, no, bro. It's the exact same thing. If you have $100,000 and gave away 50000 to a charity, it's the same exact ratio. doesn't matter if you have billions. Like, you have hundreds of thousands right now. It's a lot of money to a lot of people. Yeah, it's I mean, yeah. If you're not a giver now, you're probably not going to be a giver when you get there. And yeah, uh, yeah I, I've seen you know folks you know make maybe three hundred fifty dollars and give all of it away, and you're like, what? That was your entire paycheck. And they're like, well, I've got money in savings, and I'm going back to work. I'm going to actually earn all that back. So mm-hmm. no, there was a need. I met it. I'm going back to work. I'm going to make more. So cool. Yeah, it's just and and so that's the kind of person I think you know because they've already got that mindset there. Like you know this this money is just a tool. It flows through me. It allows me to execute some of my, I guess, will in the world in a sense. So so cool. Oh man. So I'm hoping this is inspiring folks to like say you know what? Yeah, I don't have to live (laughs) to the hilt. I don't have to max out all my credit cards and you know you know, live for the, you know, the credit card payment. Like, you know, what if we yep. flip the script a little bit? So, yep. um, so, the, you know, the typical American is uh, a few thousand dollars in debt. I think it, they're in the five digit realm now, like 10,000 or yeah. more in debt. Yeah. And that's, I think what makes up 93% of the population. Um, it's crazy. I'm going back on a blog post I wrote about five years ago. So <laughs> I'm going to have to do some research after this interview. Uh, so for that person who maybe feels stuck in a rut, you know, financially, you know, all my paycheck goes out to bills. I don't see myself making any headway. I go to this job that, you know, it pays well, but I don't love it. It doesn't fulfill me. I'm really in it because I've got all these bills to pay. What would your advice be on a practical level to help somebody? finally break that cycle, you know, like kind of look up, look forward and break that cycle. Mm, love it, man. No, it's, that's, that is truly what so many people want to achieve and to reach is that practical, applicationable, tactical, like, okay, if I start right now, five months from now, how can I be better? Here's one of my answers it's to raise your standards. Now, when I say raise your standards, that doesn't mean like go out and buy a nicer car or a nicer house. (laughs) What it means is raise your standards of what you do and how you do it, because the way you do anything is the way you do everything. Mm. And if you start increasing your standards in the way that your mind works, you you will only go after excellence. An example would be, instead of showing up to work 10 minutes late, show up to work an hour early. That's a standard, right? That just now becomes a way that you, the way that you operate. And Instead of slacking off at work, right? Try to see how efficient you can become. And that efficiency, almost without question, will allow you to gain more pay. You'll get paid more in almost any role. Any role, I would say 95% of all employment roles out there, if you can bring in either A, more customers, B, more revenue, D, you decrease expenses significantly. Or just make things run more efficiently and effectively, right? Also decreasing costs. You'll get paid more. I mean, maybe not every single role out there, but a lot of them, man. So raising your standards is a big one because also you have to have a millionaire mind before you have a millionaire bank account. We as individuals have to start doing the things now that we want to do when we become wealthy, when we become rich, when we break out of that financial freedom. We got to start doing those things now. 
One of the things you asked earlier, right? What would you do if you had a million dollars? Yeah. What would you do if you had no financial obligation at all? Most people, Jerry, they say travel. That's one of the very first things they say. I want to, I want me, my wife, my kids, we're going to go travel and we're going to go see the world. Okay. Go start doing that now, right? Pick next weekend and start going. Now, immediately, most people are going to go, dude, I just, I just told you I don't have the money to travel. I'm not saying buy a first class ticket right to LA and then stay in a five-star hotel. What I'm saying is go travel, get in your car, right? Get some gas and drive two hours away to a different part of the state or city that you might not have explored before, hang out all day and then come back home. Start doing that now because what your brain will do, brothers, what your brain will do is you'll go, oh, I like that. That was a lot of fun. I love spending time with my family. I loved spending quality time with them. Let me go find a way to make more money so that I can go do that more. Because if your brain wants to go make more money, it'll find a way. Oh, yeah. It'll find a way. All right. People do it all the time. Even if no one has any money at all and they need money, right? There are great things you can do or there are terrible things you can do to go get more money. Money is generally not the thing holding you back. It's often your standards of time and your standards of living is what's holding you back. And if you can make those changes, make those altered altercations, then massive, impl- massive, massive changes can come your way. Uh, another example, book reading. How many books, just li- asking the questions to the audience, how many books have you guys read this year? Yeah. Right. And if the answer is less than 12, you need to step up your game because all the billionaires and multimillionaires out there in the world, they read a bunch of books and everyone always says, Oh, that's because they have tons of time. So they read the books because they're millionaires or they're billionaires. No, bro. Like they've been doing that forever. It's a standard because when you read a book, you learn things and you can apply those things that you learn to grow exponentially. Every time I look at a book, I try to visualize each page as a $100 bill. And I want to go through all and get all the $100 bills I can because when I finish this page, when I finish this book, if I buy a book that's worth $10, and it has 56 pages, right? That's $5,600 of value that I can get from this book. Each page is $100. I'm going to read every single one of them. And if I can get that knowledge, I can, it can change my life. And most books will change your life in a very, very small fragment at a minimum. Oh, man. I just released an episode this week, uh, uh, Jeff Brown author of Read to Lead uh, and podcaster of Read to Lead podcast. Uh, So he's launching a book this month. And that was like the whole message of that conversation was that uh, the majority of the folks who are successful, I think, oh man, CNBC quoted a study from a couple of years back, like 88% of the wealthy dedicate at least one hour of reading a day, every day. That's a standard, bro. Yeah. Like that's the thing that's like I'm doing this regardless of yeah. my day, how stressed out I am, how poor I am, how rich I am, doesn't matter. Yeah. And then doesn't there's uh, the Harry S. Truman quote: uh, "Not all readers are leaders, but all leaders are readers." And <laughs> I was like, "Man, that's brilliant!" And then it like it wasn't until I talked with Jeff though that it clicked. I was like, "Wait a sec!" The thing that Harry S. Truman was most famous for, besides dropping the atomic bombs on Japan. Um, the other thing he was famous for was that he read one book every single day uh, while he was president. And it's like, well, when did he have time to do that? He was like running a war and wrapping things up there and finishing out the term for uh, FDR. And he got up at like four in the morning. And after he kind of like 
freshened up, he read a book and he was done. I mean, he, he learned how to read faster, retain more information. So precisely. Yeah. We're talking about yeah. 365 books a year. <sighs> that's why he was president, dude. Yeah. You know, like, that's the thing. Like it wasn't an accident. Those, those are standards because if you, let's say you're an Uber driver. Okay. You have two Uber drivers and I'm not going to make a massive distinction at all. One Uber driver has literally never opened up YouTube and typed in what the second Uber driver did. The second Uber driver went to YouTube and said, how do I become the best Uber driver possible? He typed or she typed or that person typed that question into Google and or YouTube and got like six videos, 10 articles, three blogs, two podcasts, and one seminar and watched and read all of them and is now 5x better Uber driver than person A. Because they just increase their standards. Like, I, I need to become better. I want to become better. Let me go become better by doing this example. And boom, you make that one small, tiny incremental shift, that change. And then, yeah, you can start making more money. And then step, the second thing is after you start making more money, after you increase your values, after you raise your standards, a really big one, and this is going to sound super counterintuitive, pay yourself first. Mm-hmm. Right, pay yourself first because if you always go, all right, bills, let me pay you first, and then after what the bills are left over, then I pay myself. It's like no, man, because then you're teaching your brain that you're second, right? You're not that important. Other things are more important than you are. I'd rather have my life, my wife, and my family than my house. You know, at the end of the day, like I still pay my mortgage, but if I didn't, like I still have my family. Cool, that's what's important to me. Therefore. Pay yourself first. So when you get paid $1,000 from your company or your paycheck or whatever, you take $100 of that, you take it out of you, and you put it right into your bo- your pocket, your pillowcase, your another bank account, a savings account, or you put it into cryptocurrencies, you put it into bonds, stocks, something. Put it into something that can appreciate over time. And when you start doing that, man, you can start collecting assets. You will feel more valuable. When you feel more valuable, you'll do what rich people start doing. You'll eat better. You'll sleep better. You'll think better. You'll read better. You'll start making more money. You become happier. And if you become happy, you start making more money. It becomes this really cool, perpetual, awesome wheel of amazingness that happens. Oh, yeah. 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 I, I just, uh, my own personal experience just from the last, oh, man, I'd, I'd love to say last 20, 30 years, but it's probably more like four or five <laughs> 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 seeing the the fruit of like, you know, socking away as much as I can into my 403B. I work for a nonprofit, you know, putting aside uh, money for a rainy day fund, you know, like the Dave Ramsey yeah. emergency fund and, and uh, you know, just having a plan, like how do we get rid of this debt, this consumer debt that we don't have? And uh, we're actually going to sell our house in the next couple of months. Actually, by the time this episode airs, theoretically and hopefully um, house is sold. Woohoo! And, uh, yeah. And so when we looked at the equity coming in from that, I'm like, oh man, you know, we can invest it over here. We could do this. But then I was like, wait a sec, how much is going out monthly to like car payments and other consumer debt type of things? And so we did the math on that. And I was like, wait, the biggest way to increase our cash flow is get rid of this debt and never pick up this debt again. And I just proposed that to my wife. And she's like, so instead of getting like one or two rental properties that only I was like, yeah, I did the math. The projections only put the cash flow to this right now. But then if we get rid of this, we can take that extra money and pour it into here. And I was like, how's that for a math exercise? And she goes, let's do that. And I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah, uh, that's so awesome. the agreement Congrats, though is that's that, amazing. Yeah, man. And I told her though, that the way, the only way it's going to work is that we never take on consumer debt like that ever again. And yeah. um, that alone is going to free up probably the biggest pay raise we've ever given ourselves. And Sweet. I mean, I'm, I'm excited. And then of course I started doing projections of like, okay, since we're getting rid of this windfall, how do we get it back? Cause it was, it'd be nice to have for that, you know, 
it's going to be like a two week window of spending probably the biggest amount of cash I've ever spent in my entire life. And it's all just to create that freedom. Cause then yeah. it's like, now it's like, if we want to go travel, we can travel. If we want to go, you know, visit our kids, you know, buy a brand new car, cash, you know, like we can do those things and have the freedom to do what we want when we want, uh, because we're not held down anymore by this consumer debt. And, and so I'm excited about that. And, and but yeah, paying ourselves first for the last four or five years is what's funding yeah. the, uh, the repairs on the house. And so like, we're not stressed about like, how do we pay for the repairs? It's like, oh, we don't have to. Bam. <laughs> and so it's like, nice. how, how do we get that money? I'm like, we have this thing called a nest egg and, uh, been saving up. Yeah. And it's yeah, just like paying cool. ourselves first opened up this opportunity or had allowed us to seize this opportunity, I think is the way to, to say it. So instead of, oh gosh, we got to figure out a different way. We're going to have to borrow some money. It's like, nope, we got it. Boom. Here it is. And so that feels good. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. Congrats, man. Big Thank deal. You. Um, so we've talked about uh, your own journey. Uh, I mean, you pretty much started at a young age. Like, I'm going to invest and this is the way I want to do it. You, you ran into some, uh, some difficulty when you lost the quarter million dollars, but you've since made that back. This is pretty much what you do. And we just gave some practical tips to you. Uh, I think it's like five practical tips on how you could take those first steps and find that financial freedom. So you have that ultimate freedom you're looking for. Um, now, Real life trading is doing a really neat thing. I, I took a look at it the other day. And uh, so you're offering up some courses on how to learn to invest. And you're what I think is like five courses and you're only charging money for one of them. Did I, yeah. Did, did I see yeah. that? Yeah, exactly. So most, <laughs> yeah, most of the courses are free. And, you know, the really complicated advanced ones we charge for, but they, they are primarily free. And I did that because there were so many excuses that people had about not learning to invest. And one of yeah. them was, oh, I don't have the money. I'm like, cool. What if I made everything free? And now you have the money because it doesn't cost it, it doesn't cost anything to learn, right? You don't have to go to college, you don't have to do anything. Like just go click these buttons and watch these videos. It it does help. It helps open your eyes to what's possible. It helps open your uh, it helps change your mindset because if you want to change your life, the quickest way to do that is change your beliefs about something that you have right now, whatever that belief is. Start changing your beliefs and your life will change very, very quickly. One of the one of the beliefs that I had to change within the last three or four years is that money is everyone's least valuable asset, right? Most people would think it's higher up on the list and than the low but it's literally the lowest asset you have. It's the cheapest, worst possible asset you can have is money. And that's nuts, man. Like when you, (laughs) when you, you let that mindset really slowly creep in and like burrow into your brain and think about that for a while, that one can be a massive one because then once you lose all attachment to money, you're like, yeah, I don't care if I have my family, right? That's an asset. If I have my health, if I have time, if I have knowledge, if I have a skill set, if I have a network, a phone, you know, if I can call people, uh, if I can get a loan, I mean, m- money is easy to come by. It's the easiest resource, literally the easiest resource to get. So if it's the easiest, then it becomes the least valuable. It's it's right there. Right? Go get a loan, go to a bank, go get a credit card. It's, it's there. And man, when you start making those tweaks, and those adjustments, dude, it's a big, big deal. So the stock market, that was a piece of it. I wanted to help people understand that anyone can learn how to invest. You don't have to be super, super smart. You don't have to be great at math. You don't have to be white. You don't have to be a male. You can literally live anywhere in the world, look like anything you want to look like, 
and even have a criminal background, stock market does not care. You can be a felon and trade the stock market, right? It is a whoever wants to be a part of this can be a part of this. It's a no hole bar playground of creation and money opportunities that is so fun and exciting. And it is the number one mystery for 99.9999% of the world out there. Uh, Real estate professionals I work with, athletes, celebrities, musicians, multimillionaires who've built a massive, huge fortunes in business and real estate have no clue how the stock market works. So I want to teach everyone for free. Nice. Yeah. So people, you got got to check it out. You got to check it out. Now, where can they go to find that? Um, Because I mentioned real life trading, but I didn't actually say the URL or anything like that. (laughs) That's it. Yeah. That's it, bro. Reallifetrading.com. There you go. Yeah. R-E-A-L, life, reallifetrading.com. You can go there, click on it, and they'll, you know, beginner section, intermediate, advanced, day trading, all kinds of fun things that you can access totally for free. I even have a kid's course uh, quizzes, like all kinds of yeah. stuff, man. It's really, really good. And if you love books, he's got a book out there. Money does grow on trees. Uh, that, that challenge to his own dad who actually, uh, <laughs> honored that bet way back when. Um, yeah. and then if people want to get a hold of you in other ways, what are some other ways they can reach out to you? Uh, man, uh, social media works perfect. I usually respond to any kind of message on Twitter. Um, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. I'm, I do the whole social media thing. So if someone has a question, just hit me up somewhere out there on the social webs and I'll be happy and thrilled to assist. Awesome. And any final words of wisdom before we sign off? Yeah, man. Um, so only other line of wisdom. So yeah, October 29th, speaking of wisdom, um, me and Dr. Ben, ben Graham here in Nashville, Tennessee, along with a few other amazing individuals like Tony Bradshaw and Shanti Feldman, we're going to be having a program called The Purpose of Wealth. And uh, we're going to assist people in enjoying life, helping others and serving God. And this is October 29th in Nashville, Tennessee. Just go to purposeofwealth.live. And uh, yeah, let's all hang out together. Let's learn. Let's let's tweak those minds just a little bit. Let's talk about money expansion, just like you mentioned earlier, brother, like money is expansion tool of the heart. Let's amplify all the greatness that's inside of each other. If you want to come to Nashville and be a part of that event, it's going to be a world-class event and uh, I'm looking forward to it. That's going to be the next event that I have ongoing. So love for anyone to be there can be there. Awesome. Jeremy, it was awesome to have you on here. Uh, man, we, we packed this one full of content. That's all I can say. Dude, yes, <laughs> this was good. This was great. Awesome. Well, we'll definitely keep in touch and um, yeah, again, great to have you on. Appreciate it, man. Now, the best way you can pay us back on this show is to pay us forward. Wherever you're listening to this episode right now, there's a way for you to share this with somebody you know, whether it's a coworker, a friend, a family member, or that neighbor across the street. Go ahead, hit that share button, and send this episode straight to that person you have in mind. Now, you can also check out the show notes at beyondtherut.com slash 275. There you'll find links to Jeremy's website, those free resources we talked about in this episode, where you can sign up for free and learn how to invest right away. Now, I'll also post in the show notes other episodes where we talk about investing and financial freedom, because that is probably one of the top topics we covered on this show. Now, I'm glad you joined me this week. I look forward to joining you again next week. But until then, go live life beyond the rut. Take care.
You know, the best thing I love about Cap Show is that they have one of the best communities ever. As a Cap Showian myself, I always get invited to masterminds with industry leaders to get the insights and marketing strategies that take my business to the next level. Plus, they love surprising and delighting us. Go to beyondtherut.com slash capshow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day free trial with the Cap Show team today and join me inside that community.